Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of the Metal Chat Podcast. My name is Melissa, and I am coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm here with my trusty co-host, Maeve Kitty. Yes, it has been a minute since we have chatted, and I'm back after two months of being at work, literally at work. My last paycheck, two weeks, 123 hours. It's been crazy. First the holidays, and then, as some people may have heard, Kronos, not to be confused with Kronos from Venom, but Kronos, the timekeeping app, was hacked, supposedly by the Russians. We use them, so we have had no timekeeping and payroll. I've had to do everything by hand, making spreadsheets and doing the um, tracking the payroll and doing the schedule all by hand. It's been quite tedious. And then on top of that, my boss went on vacation and two very important people in my department were out on COVID. And then a couple of other part-timers were out on COVID. So it was very, 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 very stressful. And it was crazy busy too. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day was just completely mental. I don't know why everybody was going grocery shopping, but it was just crazy. But anyway, I'm back. It's a new year and I got some new episodes coming up, some new things going on, some new plans. This episode, episode 27, is about the first Budgie album. And interestingly enough, it is something that was in the works prior to Burke Shelley's passing, but you know, work. So this had to wait. So I wanted to get this out, give you my take on the first Budgie album. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. But before we get started, as always, I want to thank you for your continued support. It is much appreciated. And with that, we are on to episode 27, Budgie, (laughs) self-titled. All right, so we're going to talk about Budgie today, specifically the first album. A little bit of a backstory on the band. They are a Welsh band. They started around 67, 68. Their first album came out in 71. They're a three-piece. They've had many lineup changes. Uh, Burke Shelley, who we just lost last week, is the constant. Even uh, Craig Goldie, who uh, is famous for playing with Dio, was in the band briefly, like in the 2008, 2009, something like that. I don't even know if he participated in any recordings, to be honest with you. Actually, upon further research, I find that Craig Goldie is listed as a current member of the band and has been in the band since 2008. Burke was uh, the bass player and lead singer. They were a three-piece, so kind of a, there was kind of a rush thing going on there. I was not super familiar with the band in the 70s. I'm not old enough to have known about this album, which came out in 71 in real time. I was a little bit familiar with them, uh, with my older brother and older brother-in-law, 75. But they kind of fell off my radar in during the early 80s, New Wave of British Heavy Metal, which I was um, into. And I discovered the band. They had a couple albums that came out. And I didn't really, really know that they were a legacy band, that they had been around for um, the 70s. And when I went back and kind of did some research on them, that's when I discovered their 70s output. The song that you just heard a snippet of is the opening track called Guts. And if you're thinking to yourself, this sounds very Sabbathy, you will find with this album, there is a lot of Sabbathy stuff, doomy stuff going on. They are Black Sabbath's contemporaries. They are also Led Zeppelin's contemporaries, and there are songs that sound Zeppelin-y. They're an interesting band because they have so many different styles. They're known for being kind of like one of the heaviest bands, proto-metal bands of the 70s. And of course, everybody knows that they've influenced everybody 
most notably Metallica, who covered Bread Fan and Crash Course and Brain Surgery. Iron Maiden has covered them. Uh, even Soundgarden has covered them, which is a song that appears on this album. So this opening track, when you listen to this, uh, you're definitely getting a doomy vibe. They also have a lot of like proggy stuff going on, and they have some AOR stuff going on. Their AOR stuff is not my favorite output. Their AOR stuff kind of reminds me of the softer side of the Guess Who. It's not really my favorite part of the the catalog. But this song is a really, really good doomy song with some some chugging guitar. And uh, the vocals are interesting. A lot of people have compared compared his vocals to uh, Geddy Lee. Obviously, he predates Geddy Lee or Geddy Lee's vocals were compared to his. I don't really see that. I mean, I can see that he's got kind of a higher voice as well, but he doesn't really... That he Burke and, and Getty don't really sound alike to me, but there is that similarity in that they both have kind of a, a high voice. So now we're going to go on to the next track. Yes, you are everything. Yes, you are everything in my heart. You are This is a 52-second intro to this next song, which is called The Author. And it's very Zeppelin-y, Beatlesque. You get that whole vibe going on. The next song is very Zeppelin-y. So this is a nice little ethereal interlude. I wanted you to hear this op- the opening of this song because it sounds very Zeppelin-y. It reminds you of the Zeppelin song, What Is and What Should Never Be, which came out in 69. So this is definitely a song that is influenced by that song. I wanted to play you that portion, which is kind of in the middle of the song. It's like a five-minute and change song. This is about two minutes in. Again, very Zeppelin-y, also very prominent bass. And you will see that throughout this band, and that's obviously because Burke, it's his band, and so his bass is up front. We're kind of familiar with that story of the leader of the band being the bass player, so the bass is definitely up front in the mix on all of the recordings.
So the next song is called Nude Disintegrating Parachute Woman, which is a mouthful and kind of a weird name for a song. Burke must have been high as a kite when he picked that name. It's my favorite song on the album. It's eight minutes and change. It's the prog song on the album. It starts out doomy, Sabbathy, and then you get this piece that I just played, which shows you the great guitar work. It's just a very interesting song. And the other thing about this song that I find interesting is that I think you can really, with the vocals, you can really hear Burke's Welsh accent, which I find amusing. It's a really great song. If you don't listen to any other song on this album, please check out this song because it's really, really good. I wanted to play you this portion because I think that this sort of gives you an example of what Metallica saw in this band. I think that this portion sort of is reminiscent of what you hear later on in Metallica and part of what influenced them, but part of the budgie sound that influenced them. Definitely with the drums, you can hear where Lars is influenced. Next up is Rape of the Locks, and I wanted to play you this portion because I think that, again, you can definitely see where Metallica is influenced by these guys. This definitely reminds me of early Metallica guitar work. This is their Beatles song. This definitely has a Beatles vibe to it. It's got that nice acoustic intro. Kind of reminds me of the acoustic intro to the Skid Row song, I Remember You. It's a very 
ethereal song again a really nice ballad it's not my favorite song on the album because like i said i kind of like the proggier heavier stuff by them but it's a nice song The last track is Homicidal Suicidal, which of course was covered by Soundgarden in 1994. And you can see why they picked this song, because if you listen to this snippet that I played for you, you can get kind of a grunge 90s vibe about this song. I think the Soundgarden did a really good job covering this song, by the way. You can see it on YouTube. I wanted to play you this part of the track to highlight Tony Borgia's guitar work. I think that's how you say his name. I'm not really sure if I'm saying it correctly. And then it goes into that Sabbathy drum portion. So my takeaway from this album is I think it's a really good debut album. I think that it did influence a lot of people. It continues to influence bands today. I think that they have a lot of different elements, whether it be the proto-metal guitar work, the Sabbathy stuff, the Zeppelin-y stuff, the Beatles stuff, the psych stuff. As we go on to talk about this discography later on in other episodes, you'll see the changes that the band made. Some good, some not so good. So that's it. That's all that I have for you today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to get in touch with me to talk about Bungie or anything else for that matter, you can find me on Twitter. I'm there quite a bit at Metal Chat Pod. Or you can email me at Metal Melissa Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well. Be well.